This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too. Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. So we've been getting to know St. Bridget of Sweden, and even though she was very happily married to Ulf, she really was. They were very much in love, and they were raising their children to love the Lord. They did experience heartaches. Her, one of her daughters got married, and it was a bad marriage, so they had to endure the hardship of, of knowing their daughter was suffering and in a bad marriage. And then they had a son that died, and so they, they were just like everybody else, enduring life's joys and life's hardships. But she never lost her connection with Jesus and her hope in him. Her husband, Ulf, died in a, a monastery in 1344 when they were traveling. And so her 28 years of marriage ended there and then began her life as a widow. And she was 41 years old at this time. And she tended to the affairs of her children, but she took a turn now not being his wife and worried about um, the affairs that, that they as a couple needed to be involved in. She saw to her children, but she gave away most of her possessions to the poor. She didn't dress in finery anymore. She didn't frequent the same social circumstances and her visions became they became more and more frequent so much so that she began to be afraid that maybe they were her imagination or maybe they were the devil so and that's something to be afraid of i'll let you know what another saint had to say about this saint faustina kowalska would have visions of jesus telling her something, telling her to do something or telling her something. And before she would do it, before she would obey, actually having seen Jesus, she would run it by her spiritual director first. And this pleased Jesus because we can be fooled. Satan can fool us and we should discern everything. And so after St. Bridget's husband died and these visions came more frequently, She thought they might be from the devil or a figment of her imagination. So she did discern properly by seeking the counsel of a canon who was considered very reputable. And this holy man confirmed that these visions were in fact from Jesus. So her, she's got these three phases of life. Remember she was uh, her childhood, her married life, and now her widowhood. And it's in her widowhood that She really receives a lot of revelations from our Lord that impact the world for 
for generations. She ended up establishing a religious order. She was the abbess for a religious order, and it contained both male and female communities. So that was an interesting thing in her day and time that she was the abbess. She's kind of known for being fiery and and not holding her tongue in her mouth, uh, so to speak. Uh, like Catherine of Siena, their times overlap a little bit. She did receive from our Lord a revelation that the the papacy should be moved back to Rome. It was in Avignon, France. And so she really, she sent letters to the Pope and she implored him to send the papacy returning back to Rome. I know it wasn't, it wasn't safe, but it was what the Lord wanted. And St. Catherine of Siena had done the same thing. And and St. Catherine kind of gets credit for the final move because Bridget had died before the Pope actually moved back to Rome. But she was just as instrumental in getting that done. It's just that, you know, the Pope, the Popes, it went over, I think, three Popes' lives. The, the Popes who received these messages from Catherine of Siena and Bridget of Sweden, it took a while for them to act. And by then, Bridget had already died. So Bridget left Sweden, and the Swedish people wept when she left. She ended up living out her days. uh, She went to Rome, and she was living out her days there. She made many visits to the catacombs, the sanctuaries, but especially the Basilica of St. Peter and St. Paul outside the wall. I've been to the Basilica of St. Peter and St. Paul outside the walls. And I, at the time, didn't know that, didn't know anything about St. Bridget and didn't know the hours that she spent there uh, praying before a crucifix. And it was this particular crucifix that spoke to her and gave her those 15 prayers. Remember in our first show, I told you about the 15 prayers of St. Bridget. He gave her those 15 prayers and the promises that would go with them. And so they all have to do with our Lord's wounds. She wanted to know all about that, how many wounds he had. And he said he had received 5,480 blows on my body. I'm quoting, I'm quoting our Lord to her. If you wish to honor them in some way, say 15 Our Fathers and 15 Hail Marys with the following prayers, the ones, the 15 I told you about, for, for a whole year. And when the year is up, you will have honored each one of my wounds. Before Bridget died, she, she did get to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And like, like all mothers and fathers who care about the souls of their children, she had a, a very challenging thing happen. They were on a ship, and her son Charles, who was married, became enamored with Queen Joanna, who was also married. And they, they actually had a thing that they wanted each other. And all the warnings in the world did not dissuade her son. So she prayed to our Lord for his soul. And he got very, very sick. He got a fever. And two weeks later, he died in St. Bridget's arms. So he had time to repent, to get his life in order. And it kind of reminds me of St. Rita. Her sons were, were wanting to commit a murder to avenge their father, her twins. 
And St. Rita prayed to the Lord, take them, you know, fix the situation. Don't let them get this mortal sin on their soul. Because what if they were to die in, in the doing of it, in, in actually seeking out revenge? I mean, in those days, you know, feuds and, and, and skirmishes, both sides, it was a dangerous business. And so it kind of, it, it reminds me of St. Rita. This is like St. Bridget. She cared for her son's soul. She didn't want him to, to create a scandal that would lead others into sin. She didn't want his soul to be in danger, nor Queen Joanna. She didn't want any of that. And so Jesus gives him what he needs. He needs two weeks of being very sick and feverish to come around, and then, and then he dies. Those of us who are parents, we have to think our children's souls are what really matter the most, more than braces or trips or jobs or promotions or you know things like that their soul or even more than their health their soul is what really matters we want them for all eternity not just for a fleeting time now and when we have this eternal perspective we have the grace to pray for our lord's will and i have prayed this for my own children and even for myself if i'm only ready lord to meet you one day in my life take me that day if my children who are adults now, if they're only ready, I mean, I hope that's not the case that they're only ready one day in their life, but if they're only ready at one moment in their life and later they're not going to be, take them, take them while while the getting's good. (laughs) And this is kind of like St. Rita and St. Bridget of Sweden. What a hardship. What, I mean, that shows that you really love someone when you care about their eternity more than anything else. And who did she go to? Jesus, the only one who could fix it for her. After her pilgrimage, she returned to Rome, and she died on July 23rd, 1373. I think she was about 70 years old when she died. So during her widowhood, she received all those revelations that I talked to you about, and they're, they're a variety. They're, they're, ver- they're varied. Her spiritual director provided secretaries who translated it from Swedish into Latin. And there's eight volumes and a supplemental. That's what she left for us. And it's rich and wonderful. But I wanted to read to you a quote. A year before she died, St. Bridget visited the royal court in Naples. And she prophesied. Remember, she's a mystic and a prophet. And she prophesied. This is what she said, and it reminds me so much of today. Just see how timeless this is. Okay, she's prophesying, she's speaking on behalf of Jesus to the court. Oh, my enemies, why do you so boldly commit such sins and do other things contrary to my will? Why have you neglected my passion? Why do you not attend in your hearts to how I stood naked on the cross? and cried out, full of wounds and clothed in blood. But your eyes and hearts forget and neglect all these things, and so you behave like prostitutes who love the delights of the flesh, but not its offspring. For when they feel a living infant in their womb at once, they procure an abortion, so that without losing their fleshly pleasure, they may always engage in their foul intercourse. 
This is also how you behave. For I, God, your creator and redeemer, visit all with my grace, knocking at your hearts because I love all. But when you feel in your hearts any knock of an imporing of my spirit or any compunction, or when through hearing my words you conceive any good intention, at once you procure spiritually an abortion. You excuse your sins, delight in them, and are even damnably willing to persevere in them. For that reason, you do the devil's will, enclosing him in your hearts and expelling me in this contemptible way. My mercy, however, is that none of my enemies is so thorough or so great a sinner that I would deny him any forgiveness if he were to ask for it humbly and wholeheartedly. That's the end of the quote from one of the revelations of of St. Bridget, which she was told to, to prophesy. And it's so pertinent today. Like, we want our sin. We want to persevere in it. We want to enthrone Satan in our hearts instead of our Lord. I have to tell you that since I began praying the 15 prayers of St. Bridget, that I feel that they are powerful and that we do need to focus on the sorrows of our Lord and what he did for us, knowing that this is how Satan was defeated and tapping into that. It's a beautiful thing. If, if there is something that you feel that you just, Satan has a hold, an addiction maybe, or a, I don't know what, some, some area that Satan has a hold in your heart, in, in, the, in, in the life of a loved one, I would really encourage you to get hold of a copy. You can look it up online, The 15 Prayers of St. Bridget, and pray them. It's been my privilege to share this saint with you, with these prayers, the interactions of the other saints, how she's worked in my life, how our Lord introduced her to me. This has been a joy for me to share. Thank you so much. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.